Welcome to the our new NFL podcast, NFL. We're doing it based on college football, uh, NFL, and we're going to be starting with the draft today. And um, you know, we're going to be running it up with uh, part one, which is uh, NFL draft board. Should be around thirty minutes, if not, then should be quick. Um, and then tomorrow. We'll do uh, NFL mock draft, and that will be the next 30 minutes. But after that, you're going to start seeing uh, one hour, one hour podcast more often. It's uh, just getting you guys involved. And uh, if you guys have any suggestions, please uh, send it to uh, send it to me, and uh, I'll be right down. Any uh, suggestions for host, guest, just bring it down. And uh, thank you. Let's uh, start off the podcast. So um, today, of course, we're going to be talking about draft boards, and uh, I've already made my 1.0, and we're going to go through the list from 1 to 25. I've made the top 25. We're going to talk about each player uh, for a certain time, and we're going to get it quick, quick, and um, I'm going to give you my reason why I put these players there and what I really like to see them get better, and overall, um, where I can see them going through to, and probably where they're landing all right so uh, let's start so uh right now as of right now i have of course the number one consensus contents the number one right now on my team uh trevor lawrence i believe trevor lawrence is the number one player in this draft without a doubt um 6'6 220 pounds uh he's a quarterback off of clemson he's got tremendous 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 all-around talent he uh he's a prodigy he's a prodigy he's a phenomenal player uh hard worker great leadership and uh i'll tell you this uh during the blm movement he was there during uh the coronavirus uh incident with the schools he was there he stood up um he's a he's a tremendous player i think if i gave him an issue is sometimes he can be a little bit impatient with the ball and that tends to lead to a little bit, you know, inaccuracy. Besides that, I, I just think he's a phenomenal player. And I, I think the Jaguars are going to get him without a doubt. And they're, they're going to get a player that uh, can help their future and um, really uh, help reboot uh, a struggling franchise right now. So uh, Trevor Lawrence, all praises, couple, a little bit of mistakes. But besides that, talented, all-around player. Next up. At uh, number two is Jamar Chase, 6'1", 200 pounds, wide receiver off of LSU. He opted out this year, uh, this season, uh, but in 2019 season was a phenomenal season. He he looked like an NFL wide receiver playing against college kids. He he had amazing route running, amazing speed. I mean, I, I guess probably the only issue is that he didn't play this year, so we don't know what kind of shape he is. And he looked like good shape, but, you know, there's a difference between good shape and football shape. But um, overall, I have, without a doubt, love Jamar Chase. I have him number two for a reason over the number three. I just think right now who you're going to have, he's a, he's a guy who's going to game wreck. And if you want, you can switch two and three because these two and three, have so much positive in the game. I really can't see a flaw. I mean, Jamar Chase, uh, probably one flaw that I see is he's not, you know, um, a physical, you know, not the most physical type of receiver. But he he'll, he'll go up there and get it. He's 
He's got great speed. He's got great explosiveness, and he can really beat you uh, anyway. Um, next up, uh, Kyle Pitts, and you can switch two or three anyway. Kyle Pitts, I think, is unguardable. Kyle Pitts is 6'6", but I think he measured in. I have him at 239, but he measured in at like 245 in the um, pro day. He's a tight end off of Florida. He ran a 4-4-4. Let me just tell you this again. A tight end running a 4-4-4. I'm just going to put this in speculation to you. The last time someone higher than 6-5 ran a 4-4 was Calvin Johnson running a 4-3-8. 4-3-8. This kid's unbelievable. He's uh, he's going to be unguardable. I think he's probably one of the guarantees in this draft. I think he's off the chain phenomenal. Off the chain. He's to do it all. He struggles, lacks a little bit in the blocking, but I think he could develop through that. But besides that, phenomenal player. Phenomenal player. He's going to be uh, a great tight end. And uh, a future, a future great. And uh, I, I really believe in this kid. And um, I, I see this. I see them either going to uh, Miami or Detroit, somewhere around there. They're going to be in the top ten around there. That's what. That's what I expect from these two. These two can be switched either way. Now we're gonna get into the big boys. Um, you might think a lot of people have Rashawn Slater. I like him, but he more down on my list because I do think he has flaws in his game. And I, I, I'll give you that. But uh, Penny Sewell, 6'6", 325 pounds. He's a tackle off of Oregon. I I don't know why people say he's bad. I, I hearing that his film ain't that good. But overall, I don't I don't see what the issue is. I don't see how his film's that good. Uh, I like... I I mean, he 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 was great against the number five team, Utah. He creates an opportunity in the passing and running game. Uh, I believe PFF graded him a ninety point something, and uh, higher than a ninety grade, and an eighty nine for a sophomore uh, season. He's a guy who who probably is one of, you looking at him right now, probably one of the greatest prospects for um, for a tackle for a, since a while. Since, since a while. He, he, you know, but I'm saying the prospect, he's not like uh, a Trevor Lawrence, but he can be that once-in-a-lifetime generational tackle. Left tackle. He's the purest left tackle in the draft without a doubt. And that's why I have him over Rashawn Slater. Also, he doesn't, he, you know, he doesn't have the short, you know, uh, which I will talk about with Rashawn Slater, the short arm, um, arm wingspan that I have concerns about Rashawn Slater. And overall, if you're drafting him, you're either moving him uh, left tackle or right tackle. Continue to pure tackle. I don't see him going into the guard. He could probably play the guard phenomenally, but uh, you draft him high to play the tackle, all right? You're drafting him high to play probably the tackle, one of the tackle positions. But either way, he's a phenomenal player. I see him probably going to Miami, but Bengals I actually do see as well because they need to protect Joe Burrow. He got hurt a lot last year, and it wasn't even before that major injury. He got banged up a lot. So, you know, they 
they they need a they need to address offensive line. I think he might be uh going to be available for them there, and um, they're going to jump on that. Now, um, the second best quarterback that I have right here, it's not Zach Wilson, and it's nowhere near in the hell Mac Jones. All right, you'll you'll find out where I put him. Don't even want to touch that thing. Um, and it's not Trey Lance. Uh, it's actually Justin Fields, if you guys didn't know that. But uh, 6'3", 228 pounds, quarterback, Ohio State. This might be probably the biggest rant I have today. I get so mad at scouts. NFL scouts, regular scouts, you should be ashamed of yourself, all right? I'm not here attacking any uh, any of these scouts. I think they're they do a really good job. As scouts, you know, they're scout, NFL scouts for a reason. But to question the kid's character, to question the kid's worth work ethic, to question his leadership, to question all those, it's really foolish to me. Number one, I guarantee you the person that's leaking these information off of Ohio State Probably doesn't know the number one most thing about Justin Fields. Justin Fields, when the Big Ten was deciding to cancel, stood up and fought for his teammates. Said, let's have this now. He could have been. He could have had his draft stock higher than anything you've ever seen. He probably could have been number two. We could have, we could have been talking about the number two pick, Justin Fields, right now. Not like Zach Wilson. We could have been talking about Justin Fields. But he decided to come back. Decided to come back. You look at him on the bench with his wide receivers. They love him. They love him. You'll hear it from the coach Ryan Day. You'll hear it from the coaching staff. You'll hear it from the offensive lineman. You'll hear it from the quarterback. He is phenomenal inside the locker room. He takes accountability. Uh, one, one moment that he took accountability was the Michigan State game. Wow. Wow, he, he really took accountability. He did not have a center, and guess what? He went up on the podium, and he said, basically, it's on me. You know, some of these mistakes, you know, we're, we're getting used to this. And he, 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 I, I, he's taking accountability. And then now on to the really, really weird stuff, the progression reading, that is false, all right? Multiple scouts have already proven. Multiple analysts have already proven. This is false, all right? I don't want to hear this BS with the with the, with progression and, and stuff like that, all right? He went to number one receivers because they, they, they go to damn Ohio State. They're five-star guys. What, is you, what do you expect them to go to? Uh, Mac Jones, the guy who runs like a 5-5 five, five or something like that? No. He got guys that are... Garrett Wilson, probably going to be a top 10 pick next year. He's got blazing speed, a deep thread. Chris Olave, a route runner, probably coming back, going to be a first-round, second-round guy. Julian Fleming, five-star. Ryan Day, which basically Ryan Day, let me just pull it up right now. Let me just pull it up.
as Ryan Day as an NFL coach right now is 23 at the uh, my bad I apologize for that as a college coach he is 23 and 2 23 and 2 23 and 2 23 and 2 <laughs> and you're telling me right now that oh oh he got to read through his pr- when he reads to his progressions, he reads to his progressions. But most of the time, he doesn't need to because there has got a guy named Ryan Day who's making these plays for him. He's make, he has to throw it to that number one receiver because that's what the play is designed for. But then when the play is all broken up, you can see he's using his progression. He's using it all the time. Go search up the Clemson game. Go search up... The Clemson game the year before that as well. Hell, even the Alabama game where he did not play the best football that he had. Even the Indiana game. You can see those moments of time where he's reading through his progression. Now, like you heard, I do like Justin Fields as a prospect. But there's a reason why he's a prospect. Not a guy who, you know, I think you, you need to build around him for a reason. Because... He has the tendency of habit, and I think this is this comes to who he is as a player. He never gives up to the, uh, he never gives up on the play, and I think you see that today in the NFL does not work. You have to know when to, you know, stop. I, you know, I'm a type of guy who's never gonna give up on working or something like that. But you gotta know when to stop. You gotta know when it's over. Uh, Baker Mayfield struggled with that in his second year. Carson Wentz is currently struggling with that. And a lot of young rookie quarterbacks usually struggle with that. And I expect Justin Fields to do the same. But I think he can develop through that. All right. Baker Mayfield did it this year. Developed through that very nicely. He knew when to just, you know, no one's open. Defensive lineman coming at me. Just throw the ball out. Don't, don't, don't put my team in a bad situation. And I, and I think Justin Fields, you know, struggled with that this year. But uh, he's, he's gonna get better. I think. I think if the 49ers draft him, he's a hit. He's a hit. You can quote me on that. He's a hit. He's a hit. He got Kyle Shanahan. He got that offense. Left tackle Trent Williams. Got wide receiver Dabo Dabo Samuels. Brendan Aqua. Excuse me for the pronunciation. Aquai. Um, George Kittle. Got a really good running game. And he got probably one of the most simple schemes in the NFL. The West Coast running scheme, zone scheme, run scheme, whatever you want to call it. Uh, uh, option, the Shanahan, the Shanahan offense. An offense built to simplify the field for a quarterback. All right. Now let's move on to Zach Wilson. We're going to be going quick here. Zach Wilson, uh, 6'3", 210 pounds, quarterback, BYU. My, uh, my, really what makes him pop out is his arm strength, all right? His arm strength, his ability to throw off-platform, and uh, really just his ability to, to go through the progression. He's not, he's not, you know, he's not the worst athlete in the world. He's not the best. He's a good athlete. Um, and um, 
overall, I, I think the issue that you see with him is level of competition and how he's sometimes struggled against them. But uh, you, you can be looking at a guy who, who, who probably plays with the swagger of Baker Mayfield and throws slightly like Aaron Rodgers. And I'm not comparing to Aaron Rodgers or Baker Mayfield, but I'm saying, you know, he's got that swagger of Baker, that presence of Baker, but also, you know, that gunslinger mentality like uh, Aaron Rodgers. And he, he can rip it. He can rip it. Uh, I hope you guys go watch his pro day. And, you know, I'm not hating on this kid. I actually think this kid, you know, um, with the Jets could do some good things. You know, they got a lot of draft picks. They can really, really, really reboot and uh, give this kid a good situation unlike Sam Donalds. Uh, but Zach Wilson, I, I do prefer Justin Fields over more because he's more of an athletic prospect. And you're getting basically the same thing, maybe a less, less arm talent than Zach Wilson, but still it's not that big of a gap to be like, Oh, I'm gonna take Zach Wilson over there, uh, and you you really look at the physicality. Like I said again, Justin Fields is more better than that, and you know we're moving to an age of scrambling quarterbacks, and Justin Fields is one of them. So that's why I put him above. Uh, now uh, let's move on to the number seven, Patrick Tain, the second, six two, two hundred three pounds, cornerback of Alabama. You're going to get a physical guy. He's smart too. He's not a not a pass interference type of kid. Um, he locked down a lot of these Ohio State receivers. Locked down like he he's a lockdown kid. He's a lockdown kid. Uh, he got tremendous size, tremendous length, six two, good arm. Um, when 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 you're when you're talking about what is he better at, probably man. But zone, he's not that bad. I think he's the best corner right now. Uh, mostly because, you know, uh, I'll direct about the other corners later, but one of them, Kayla Farley, who, who would have been actually competing with him, uh, and dealing with a lot of injuries and a lot of issues with there. Uh, but overall, I think he's a good, phenomenal corner. Uh, now I'm going to go quick, 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 give you strength, weaknesses, uh, and then, you know, uh, number 14, stuff like that, we'll, we'll start talking more, and, you know, we'll give you the, the main prospects that I think are one to watch. Um, Trey Lance, 6'4", 226, uh, quarterback in North Dakota State. I think he has the most upside in this draft. And besides Trevor Lawrence, I think he has the most upside. Uh, I love Justin Fields, but I think he has the most upside. Uh, big arm. Uh, phenomenal. Smart with not turning over the ball and played in the NFL pro system in North Dakota State. My concerns, like I said, I'm going to go quickly on this one. My concerns are um, level of competition, the amount of times he played. He played basically one season, probably an extra game. And I, I feel like he's not ready yet. So that's why I say he has the most potential, but he's just not ready. And I feel like if he gets drafted to a team like the Denver Broncos, will they will they go with Drew Locke? Because I feel like, after two, three, four games, a lot of a lot, like there's gonna be a lot of pressure to get him out and really force Trey Lance into a situation that maybe not the best for him. But we'll we'll see, we'll see. I think he has a, a tremendous upside, and I think he has one of the best, if not the best, upside in this draft. Uh, next up, uh, number nine, Donovan Devontae Smith. My apologies, six one, one hundred seventy five pounds, wide receiver, Alabama. Wow, he got a great route runner. 
He's not the fastest guy, all right? He's not the fastest guy, but he just finds a way to get open. I'll touch that. I'll just say how it is. He's a reliable kid. Uh, my concerns are, it's as simple as this. It's not, not as athletic ability because, you know, I think he, he's an average wide receiver when it comes to athletic ability. He weighs 175 pounds, 170, 175 pounds. That concerns me slightly, all right? That concerns me slightly. He's going to get hit by a bunch of guys. A bunch of heavy, heavy dudes in the NFL. How will he handle that? Don't know. Just know he's a good wide receiver. Um, he also is the type of guy that you knew, you need to have a good situation for him. Jalen Waddle, another guy you need to have a good situation for. 5'10", 182 pounds, wide receiver, deep threat. He will expose you deep threat. He's actually not too bad as a route runner as well. Uh, he's not one of those like deep threats where they only rely on their deep threat. He's, he's a good route runner as well. Uh, but um, like I said, those are my two strengths for him. My concerns, he's injured. He's injured. I don't know how he is, man. He didn't play this season. I don't know how he is. That being the case, I still put him at 10 because I still think he'll come back explosive, and I still think he uh, he, he accelerates in that. I, I think when you're, when, you're, when you're talking about the wide receiver class this season, it's loaded, all right? And these three, I really think, have potential to be game changers. Uh, Jamar Chase, in my opinion, is probably the best out of those three and probably the most NFL-ready, for sure, out of those three. Uh, but, you know, the, those two have a lot of good qualities that some of them might, e- might even be better than Jamar Chase as well. So um, that really rounds up basically the wide receivers on my uh, my, the, my, bo- on my draft board. And uh, let's move on to Rashad Slater, 6'3", 305 pounds, offensive tackle, Northwestern. These are unofficial heights and uh, weights, but um, you, you, should, you should get a right estimate. It should be around there. We're Sean Slater. Um, ooh, this kid's got some upside. This kid's got some upside. Um, you could probably move him right guard, and I think if a team drafts him, it's either the guard position or I'm saying probably right tackle. I can't really see him at the left tackle with his small uh, arm uh, arm wingspan, but you know we've seen we've seen we've seen things happen, so I can't doubt that. But um. I saw him. I saw him because I'm a I'm a I'm a good Ohio State fan. All right, and you know that may be biased to my Justin Fields thing, but I seen him. I seen I seen Rashad Slater block and handle Chase Young with good footwork, good athletic ability, and good just quick step off the off the snap, and uh, he accelerates in that. Like I said, my concerns are you know arm issues, sore arm, and basically, is he good at the other position? Like I said, is he is he able to play the other position? That's what I'm saying. Is he? That's basically what I think of him. Michael Parsons, 6'3", 244 pounds, Penn State, uh, tremendous speed, uh, really, really good tackler. My biggest concern is simple as this. I I don't think he's that good at uh at um the zone coverage. I think he's a nice, nice, solid man coverage type of kid. Um I think he accelerates with that. Um 
when you're when you're looking at the scouting report that I'm about to pull up for him, you're probably going to see that. Let, let me just pull it up for him. So I just got a scouting report. Just look, side to side speed, tough run defender, good tackler, hard hitter. You you don't see a lot of look uh, athletic upside, strong thick build, and sent to spy uh, uh, spy mobile quarterbacks, disturbative, fires into the backfield. Dangerous blitzer, uh, quality instincts, can drop into zone coverage, can help cover tight end and running back. So he's actually not too bad as a cover tight end. Uh, advanced uh, pass catch, uh, pass coverage linebacker, rangy, close range speed. So uh, he he's not too bad, but my concerns are he's a linebacker. All right, it's not he he is he's in my top fifteen. But are you going to take some guy who's really that high? He didn't do so well this season, you know, as expected. I think he, he did. I believe I want to say he opted out this season. I believe he might have opted out this season. So uh, I'm going to go check that right now. Make sure that I got everything down with the information. I, I believe. I just want to say I want to. I'm gonna double check. Um, but overall, he's not too bad. I mean, yep. So yep, he did opt out. He did opt out. He did opt out. So probably is he is he still in football shape? That's probably my biggest concern about him. He's not too bad. Uh, Eliza Vera Tucker. All right. Here we go. 6'4", 315 pounds, like I said again. Uh, can probably play the inside guard and tackle. Mostly a, probably a, a right tackle. Probably going to be a right tackle. Got tremendous. He got the size for it. Uh, when it comes to Eliza Vera Tucker, I, I can't really tell you that much. I, I know this. Got good size. Really quick off of it. Good footwork. My issues are. Like I said, USC, Pac-12, there's not really that much competition. But he, he wasn't too bad this season. He was actually pretty good. Um, there's something he could fix up there. But uh, probably in the, the second uh, 2.0, you're going to see me probably go into depth with a lot of these players right now. Uh, so I'm just going off of the top of uh, what I know and what I'm looking at right now. But you'll, uh, as you can see, you're going to see me probably break down more of their game and uh, really tell you who the best is out of these kids. Uh, so now uh, let's move on to uh, J.C. Horn, cornerback, 6'1", 200 pounds. Um, good, physical, sometimes too physical. That's my that's my only issue with him. Um, 6'1", 200 pounds, like I said, off of South Carolina, cornerback. Let's move on to Christian Dersaw, 6'5", 310 pounds, off of tackle, Virginia Tech. Good, solid, big. Uh, went to Virginia Tech. That's my biggest concern. Love ball play. He did play, I believe. They did play Clemson this season, and uh, he wasn't too bad. But besides that, I, I, I'm gonna be watching his film more. I haven't watched his film that much, but you're gonna see more. You know, me telling you, breaking you down, um, about who, what I think of him, and what I don't think of him. And you know, I'll tell you more. Jeremy O K Okosaka. That's how very hard to pronounce. Let me. Get the full name, Jeremy Osoako. 
I'm sorry for the pronunciation of the name, but he's 6'2", 216 pound. He's a linebacker off of Notre Dame. Uh, I saw his film actually a decent amount. He's good. He's good. He can play the edge. He can cover a lot of these guys. He's very athletic. All right. Uh, he's a good safety and um, really, really excelled in that. Um, what what he what he uh, what I think he doesn't do so well is uh, sometimes he gets a little bit too loose and he's not that good at the run game. That that's something I did see as well. Uh, so um, now now uh, let's move on to Jayla Phillips. A uh, good solid edge. He comes inside too much off of the the quarterback read, but uh, overall, he the biggest concern I have for him is his injuries. I think he has probably the best upside. I'm gonna come back to number sixteen, like I said. He has probably the best upside. Him and number sixteen, and you could probably get to number sixteen if they're both edges. But uh, I think he has probably two or one on the upside chart. I just need to know. The injury. I don't care about his commitment to football or not. I think he's very committed to football. All right. I think he's very committed to football. I, you know, he can be committed to, to football and music, but, you know, I think he's committed to football and I, I, I could see he's a good level of character. Uh, Christian Behrman, I, I'm sorry with the pronunciation, but, you know, 6'5, 310, defensive tackle off of Alabama. I'll tell you this right now. I saw this kid eat the game record. All right. Uh, he's not getting that much hype though, and I'm still concerned why. I will watch the film, so I do not have it negative yet, but I will watch it some. I will pull it up. Um, this one's gonna come up as a shocker. It's 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 two players at twenty. You could tie him either way. Jamin Davis and the Dave. Excuse me. For- I uh sorry about that. My thirty minutes are up, but uh like I said, uh, Jamie Davis Legend, Davion Colleen, Christian Bramar, uh, Tevin Jenkins, and now we're on Gregory Newsom. Gregory Newsom's not too bad, like I said. Uh versatile can move around and then let's move on to Trayvon Morgan, uh TCU safety, uh, hard hitter, six two, two hundred pound two hundred and eight pounds, hard hitter. He's probably gonna be, you know, an old school type of guy, and he does it clean. And you, when when I do a lot of the film breakdowns, and I tell you what game you, you should look out for, uh, you'll get to see the type of player he is. Um, you know, I, I can't really pull up any weaknesses right now, but I will. I will figure. I think it probably had to do with some coverage weaknesses, because that's usually what they struggle in as a young player. Uh, last, last two without, uh, not least, and then we're going to go back to number 16. Najee Harris, 6'2", 230 pounds, running back off of Alabama. Fast, explosive, big, strong. My issue is, is that a one-year wonder or no? That's what I'm saying. It, is it because of his offensive line or no? And because he's a running back. I think he's a good player. I, I put him in my top 25 because I think he is a good player, running back or no running back. I think he's a good player. I think he'll work in the NFL. Uh, Mac Jones, 6'2", 214-pound quarterback, Alabama. If you listen to the rest of the podcast, and this won't be a part two. This will just be an add-on, uh, probably like five, probably ten minutes add-on to make this more fair. And um, this will this will be probably the last time because I'm doing this on a on a computer, usually on my phone. Or uh, on my other computer, it uh, 
it works better and I have more time to do that. But right now, just a startup. So bear with me with this one. So we're going to have two parts for part one. All right. And um, we're going to, this is probably going to be the last time you see of this format. You're going to probably see like a full breakdown. All right. Uh, so expect we're going to release podcast every single week. Uh, I want to do Monday. It's up to you guys. I think I think Monday is probably the best option, but Friday is also in there as well. So, bear with me. Um, last but not least, Mac Jones and you know number sixteen. I'll be talking about him because I want to want to get this finished as quick as possible for you guys. Mac Jones, uh, 6'2", 214 pounds, quarterback, Alabama. I watched this kid's film. These are the two that I watched through film. I will tell you this, based on what. You heard on the last podcast, on the first part, I don't like him that much. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. And I gave him the 25 ranking because they think he's a Kurt Cousins. All right. And if you're a Kurt Cousins, then I'm probably going to give you the top 25 ranking compared to the other guys that I don't know who they are. Don't know what their game is. Mac Jones, I gave him a top 25. Do I think he's the first round grade? No, I think he's the second rounder, but he's the top 25 player in the draft. Um, good accuracy. Uh, can process very, very well. But I think my biggest issue, and I think the other people, is below average arm and no athletic ability. He can't move. I'm not saying he's a statue. You know, there's a little bit of movement, but, you know, you want you want your quarterback to be a mover, a scrambler, not a pocket passer. You're living in a day and age where, you know, this doesn't work anymore. And you'll, you, you'll get to see. I think he's a Kirk Cousins. He'll, he'll take you to a playoff depending on the team you're, he's on. He's the type, if you have good supporting cast around him, he'll succeed. Another thing I'm concerned about, he went to Alabama. Everyone's good. So, so that I'm not here to tear him down. I wish him the best of luck. I think he's actually a really good, accurate passer and can process the field very well. I just think it's where he ends up with with determined success. I still think he's a Kirk Cousin comparison. I think that's fair to give him. Uh, I think he he can take you to the playoffs, even probably make a, a run at it. I just uh, I wish him the best of luck. I put him as my last quarterback. But I think he is a ready to go off the bat. I think he has probably the lowest ceiling, and that's fair for for me to say for them. But um, you know, I just wish him about the luck. And now number sixteen, Quiddy Bay. I'm gonna tell you right now, 6'4", 272 pounds. I think he came in at two sixty something, but it doesn't matter. He he was running. He was running a four five. Four, edge running four, five, four. Let me just give you this. Miles Garrett ran a six, four. Miles Garrett, all right, all pro. Miles Garrett, I love saying that. All pro, Miles Garrett. I think he earned it. All pro, Miles Garrett, the guy who been very consistent in his career. All right, number one overall pick, ran a four six four. This kid ran faster. This kid benched. Uh, 36, 36 reps. He is very athletic. 
very athletic. My big concern is, of course, I think he, I think he has the best upside. I'm sorry, I think he's the best edge in the draft. Off the bat, the best edge in the draft. Um, he played in a in a technique that really wasn't suited for him. Still didn't do so well. I mean, still, you know, did okay. Uh, so when when you're looking at Quiddy Pay and Jalen Phillips, you're getting production with Jalen Phillips, but injuries. With Cody Pay, you're getting no bear like you know you're getting okay production, but you're getting that talent and you're getting that physical trait, and you know that's that's probably the hardest part when you're grading an edge, you know, production over uh, physicality and talent. Uh, I I another thing I also think is is he is he just a speed rusher, like with no move, no strength, just a fast kid, you know. I think he's strong and stuff like that, but with no technique, just. Burns you like that. That doesn't work in the NFL. That's not what Miles Garrett is. He's got technique. He's got fast hand movements. He can beat you anywhere. Uh, it's Quiddy Pay the same. And I'm not trying to make him put him up into this Miles Garrett standard. But I think he can be a 10 plus, kid, 10 plus sack kid. Uh, and I'm not saying like every season you're going to get 15, 14, Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, Aaron Donald numbers. What I'm saying is you could see like a, a good solid career for him where you you see eight sacks, 11 sacks, maybe even his best career, 13 sacks, comes down, seven sacks, maybe has a bad season, five sacks. You could see that type of production from him. And that's a good NFL player right there. That's a great, that's a Hall of Fame player right there. That type of production, you know, five, five sacks, probably the last end of his career or even the rookie year. But what you're looking for in his rookie year isn't, you know, automatic sack production, production sack. You want to see him pressure. Of course, you want to see him finish and get the sacks. But you want to see how he, how he does. Can he pressure the quarterback? Can he be efficient in the run game? You know, and that that's those are those are some concerns in his game. But overall, great player. I I think he probably probably if I give him a grade compared to uh, Jalen Phillips, Jalen Phillips would probably be like a. A B plus, I'll put um, Quiddy Pay probably A minus because I know that Quiddy Pay does not have injury issues. But Jalen Phillips, I will be watching more, and I will be watching a lot more of Quiddy Pay. You know, I watched these two films and understand their level of play. These are probably one of the two most I've watched. Them two, uh, Justin Fields, Kyle Pitts, and Trevor Lawrence. Those are probably the best ones I've watched so far, and. Um, that ends off uh, the draft board ranking of um, 1.0. Uh, you know, we had our, we had our top 25. Uh, when when you look at when you look at a lot of these kids, uh, they're talented. You know, um, like I said, Trevor Lawrence is the best one on the draft board right now. And um, you know, uh, the other, the other, you know, you can have a controversial, you know, I think, I think two to five, two to 10, you could switch them out with the inclusion of the 11 and 12. But the rest, I think, you know, they are where they are. Um, some there and then, uh, but um, overall, uh, that's basically it for today. And uh, tomorrow, of course, we're going to be releasing part two, which is the mock draft first rounder, um, where we go dive in depth 
which team gets what, why I th- why I believe this team is gonna get that. Uh, we're also I we're not gonna do trades for that one, but we are going to do trade for the next week one. Where we're gonna have a two part episode, a special two part episode, probably gonna be an hour, somewhere around an hour each. Uh, one talking about a the mock draft, and uh, another talking about records and uh, prediction for those records, and um. And awards and stuff like that, who I believe is going to do the best, comeback player, and all that stuff. Um, that's it for today, folks. You have a good day, and thank you for stopping at the Solly Man Podcast. Enjoy your day.